Happy Star Wars Day, everybody. May the 4th be with you. I wanted to celebrate the day by giving you my ranking of the Skywalker Saga films. This has been the most requested video I make on the YouTube channel. Now, I've already done a podcast version of this, which is available on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, wherever you listen to podcasts. But today's the video version. It's a lot more condensed. If you want to hear my elaboration on each and every episode, head on over to the podcast, which I will link down in the description, and you can check it out there. So I'll be ranking them in order from least favorite to most favorite. And hey, look, everyone's list is going to be different. Not everyone likes the same things. I'm at least going to give you reasons to why I dislike some things and reasons why I favor some over the other. But what I want you to do is tell me your list down in the comments below. Okay, so without further ado, let's get into it. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. Starting out with number nine, The Last Jedi. Okay, so look, each trilogy of the Star Wars films has to have a weakest link. And for me, for the sequels, it's The Last Jedi. There's nothing like a good movie, isn't there? And The Last Jedi is nothing like a good movie. All kidding aside, look, this movie is a favorite among tons of Star Wars fans, so my goal is not to lessen that or to take away from anyone's enjoyment. So here are some reasons on why it is my least favorite Star Wars film. So when I first saw The Last Jedi, I lost that very thing that I felt in every Star Wars movie, hope. The movie felt very chaotic in its tone, its themes, and plot saturation. I didn't really know where the story wanted to go or what it wanted to say. It was also the first time for me that a Star Wars movie felt very small in scope, as opposed to the grand space adventures that Star Wars had been in its predecessors. Now look, I do recognize that the movie had great visual effects and wonderful composed music by John Williams, but the things that didn't work for me were the vapid screenplay, the poor directional choices, and an uninspiring story. Look, I do admit that some of the ideas and concepts in the film are fascinating, and they could have been a lot better for me if a lot more care went into the script because if I think more time was spent on the, on the script itself this would have been a very inspiring story and the biggest credit I have to give to this film is the marketing it was the best marketing for any Star Wars film I had ever seen and that trailer when it dropped it's time for the Jedi to end goosebumps that's why The Last Jedi is in my ninth spot so let's move on to number eight The Rise of Skywalker somehow Palpatine has returned Somehow, Palpatine has returned. Yes, this movie has a lot of problems, but if you put all that aside, it is still a fun, nonsensical ride from beginning to end. And therein lies the problem. This film never gives the audience a chance to breathe, and therefore you're disconnected as a viewer. You know, it's really hard to discover the motifs in a film when every five minutes your characters are running away from something. I mean, all the emotional character moments in this film were lost by visual noise. We never resolved who any of our main characters are. Finn never told Rey he was force sensitive. Rey never really discovered her true independence. We never found out what the hell Poe was fighting for. And Kylo Ren's redemption was so forced <laughs> that we never even learned who Ben Solo was. I mean, he didn't even say a single line of dialogue when he transitioned. And Palpatine returned because he's evil? And to me, the best part of the film is Ian McDermott. And that was a last minute casting decision. And it leads me to wonder what would this movie had looked like if it didn't have him? Would it have any redeeming qualities at all? So look, I find it rewatchable, it's fun, it's easy to put on in the background when you're doing something, but it is number eight. So let's move on to number seven. The Phantom Menace. 
Another major letdown to a lot of Star Wars fans out there. Now, this movie holds its seventh place in my list, similar to that of The Last Jedi, chaotic tone. Oddly enough, however, I still find The Phantom Menace extremely rewatchable. Its achievement in VFX, sound, editing were decades ahead of its time, and it has to be commended for that. And oh my god, the pod race scene. The pod race scene is incredible. Easily my favorite part of the movie. Also, we have to mention that this film gave us one of the best pieces of Star Wars music, Duel of the Fates by John Williams. However, all of these great things are canceled out by wooden filmmaking. On paper, The Phantom Menace has a really good, strong story to tell, but it's the execution that distracts you from that. And it's just that. If George Lucas had put as much love and attention to the dialogue and the writing of the script as he did with the visual effects and the editing, this would have been a phenomenal film. From the director to the dialogue to the lack of directional awareness, The Phantom Menace is in spot number seven. Moving on, talking about number six, Attack of the Clones. This was the first movie to ever be shot completely 100% on digital film. But just because you're the first at something doesn't mean it's always good. This movie was beloved to me as a child. I mean, hell, even today. I love this film. Call me an apologist. The lightsaber fights, the speeder chase at the beginning, the side missions where Obi-Wan is on like a detective story. But let's face it, the VFX were out of control. The love scenes were creepy and the dialogue was worse than the previous film, which is so hard to imagine because George Lucas hired another writer to help him fix that very issue. I'm not joking. Look it up. Jonathan Hale. So there's actually two people responsible for the dialogue in Attack of the Clones. And we go into way more depth on that in the podcast version of this episode if you want to check it out. I mean, the biggest takeaway from this movie is we find out that Anakin doesn't like sand. Kidding aside, there is a story there. It's shrouded behind a bunch of political speak and visual noise, but it's there. But we find out in this movie that the Emperor was manipulating the war, we found out what the Clone Wars were, and we got excellent setups for how Anakin would turn into Darth Vader. My favorite scene in the movie is when Anakin finds his mother and holds her in his arms as she passes away. It's so powerful, and the music behind that scene is some of the best John Williams music I've ever heard. So moving on to number five, Return of the Jedi. Now when I was a kid, I found this film to be the most boring of the original trilogy. But as I grew up, I found this to be an extremely satisfying film. I didn't know it at the time, but as I grew up, I found this film taught me so much about life, the importance about friendship and family, love and betrayal, and self-discovery. But most importantly, what this film teaches us is doing the right thing doesn't always lead to positive results. Giving up riches, sacrificing friends, and accepting terrible truths. It was an excellent epilogue to the original trilogy with laughs, love, and death-defying adventure. My favorite parts of this film are the moments between Luke and Vader, whether it was fighting on the Death Star or having really meaningful conversations with Yoda. Now, the second act in this film actually holds less regard to me in my praises, which is what makes it in this spot. The Ewok stuff was a little too silly, and it it butted heads with the tone that was set with the Obi-Wan moments, the Vader moments, and it just didn't clash for me. It's a masterful film, but it's fifth place. Moving on to talk about number four, Empire Strikes Back. I know, I know, I know, I can hear some of your jaws hitting the floor when I say that Empire isn't even in my top three. But hear me out. There are movies, and then there are films. The Empire Strikes Back is cinema at its purest form. Writing, cinematography, performances, score, production design, and every other aspect of filmmaking is done to its apex level in this movie. If Empire Strikes Back had lungs it would sing. The director, Irving Kirshner, brought to life the most thought-provoking, heartfelt, visionary example 
of what a Star Wars film could be. And this movie was ballsy. It broke a lot of rules at the time that were set for filmmaking. I mean, one, they had a supporting character be a Muppet voiced by Frank Oz. They separated the three main characters on their own individual journey. And it introduced new, deep themes that bended the genre of science fiction. And yet, with all these new elements, the film doesn't feel complex at all. It's actually really easy to follow. It captures that wow factor that every movie wishes they could do by bringing out the spectacular within the mundane. A lot of people will say that Empire Strikes Back is the best made Star Wars film, and I will agree with that. But in my ranking of favorites, it's number four. So moving on to number three, Revenge of the Sith. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. First of all, Ian McDermott, coming back to him, every single scene with this guy in it is captivating and and just an amazing performance. I mean, this movie is just as much about Darth Sidious as it is about the Skywalker family. The main reason why it's in my third spot is because of the rewatch factor. I could rewatch this movie over and over and over, and every time I do, I find out something new. I mean, at the end of the day, movies are experiential events, right? And when I rewatch this film, I experience things emotionally and on a fun level that I don't with many other films. And also when you rewatch it, you notice things that groom the narrative of the story forward. It's a really strong story. And a great example of this is the scene called Padme's Ruminations. Go online, look that up, and watch it. This scene alone sums up all the good things about Revenge of the Sith, from the score to the performances to the way the film composition is created in the framing. Look, you can hate on George Lucas all you want, but this was the movie he set out to make, Revenge of the Sith. He had to tell the first two to get them out of the way so he can explain Revenge of the Sith, but it is his best prequel film. That being said, this is the best of the prequel movies, hands down. It has a very poetic nature to it. I mean, just look at the Obi-Wan vs. Anakin brawl on Mustafar. A lot of people say it's too long, but it should be. It's about two men that love each other so much that they won't take the final blow to kill the other because they're just prolonging the inevitable. This is the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker, an amazing film that you could tell George Lucas had been waiting 28 years to finally create. With that out of the way, let's take a look at number two, The Force Awakens. Easily one of the best movie theater experiences I have ever been to. Yeah, yeah, it's a new hope from a certain point of view. And yes, it's all set up, but no delivery. I don't care. I love this movie. It's just a fun ride from beginning to end. The story is built around this idea that Luke Skywalker may not have been a myth and that there's still hope for the galaxy. It's a good representation of our world and how we can't go on and leave history forgotten. It's a good representation of our world. We can't let history go forgotten or we might not learn from our mistakes. <clears throat> Death Star. <clears throat> you know, after the prequels, I felt like this film brought back to life that tone that Star Wars was back in the 80s. And I felt like this movie brought back that world just as we knew it, just decades later. Again, coming back with the themes of balance, light versus darkness, but there was more to it. There was more to these characters, and they seemed connected in ways we hadn't seen before. The Force had awakened. It was a very interesting concept that I don't think ever reached its full potential. This film may be my number two, but it brought back Star Wars for me in so many different ways. And I think it did an incredible job. It may have leaned on the nostalgia a little bit too much, but it did its job at the time and it worked. And now my favorite Star Wars film of all time, number one, A New Hope. Innovation, imagination, adventure. This is my favorite Star Wars film of all time. I can rewatch it 
every single day. And actually I have. My original Blu-ray copy of A New Hope is worn out because I played it way too much. This film, above all, inspires me. And I think it's because I can relate to Luke Skywalker so much, as I'm sure many of you can as well. Coming from nothing and making something of yourself. Having this dream that you feel like you can never obtain because of suppression, whether it's from family or friends, work, or your environment. I mean, that scene where Luke looks out at the twin suns sums up this whole movie. The horizon of a whole galaxy that awaits possibilities. And it's not just a beautiful shot, it's us, it's me and you. It's every person at some point in their life. A choice, becoming a man or becoming an adult. Self-discovery is the key to the hero's journey. Leaving home and coming back as a whole new you. And it's not just the story that's great. The comedy is great in this film. The ensemble of memorable characters, the music, the special effects, Han Solo, Princess Leia, McClunky. It's all just so goofy and amazing. Biggest standout of this film is the editing. It was actually nominated for Best Editing at the Academy Awards that year. The pacing of this film is wonderful, whether it starts out with two droids walking around in the desert to this final epic battle at the end of the film. It's just five-star editing. This movie was 12 parsecs ahead of anyone else trying to make movies at the time. Whether it was story, character structure, world building, only to be swept away by its sequel, The Empire Strikes Back. This movie is what made me a Star Wars fan, and that's why it's number one. That's it. That concludes my ranking of the Skywalker saga. Thank you guys so much for watching this video. I hope you enjoyed it, and it brought some fun entertainment to your May the 4th. And don't forget, tomorrow, it's Revenge of the 5th. I have some other great videos coming to the channel soon, along with some special announcements. So again, be sure to subscribe like the video, check out the podcast, check out other videos on the channel, link down below, and I will talk to you guys soon. And now somehow, someway, somewhere this week, may the force be with you.